God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonora Kravota. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So uh, yesterday was, uh, I put it in my show uh, promo, uh, A Day From Hell. It was probably one of the worst political days that I can remember. It was quite a sober, somber day. Yeah, it was very, very much a, a tough day for the Patriots. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, that day, January 6th, a day that will live in infamy. And you know, I was just thinking about something. When we did our show yesterday, we referenced that January 6th yesterday was the epiphany. And we talked about how that day mm-hmm. is a time of reflection, renewal, and redemption. And when I th- talk about those things, I talk about them more you know, from a positive standpoint. And what happened yesterday you know, we, we have to make sure that we, we, we reflect on what happened. We had violence took place, and violence should never be condoned, but we cannot conflate the two issues of that we as the American people still have a right to fair elections. But, you, but again, people can't take things into their own hands, so the two issues cannot be conflated. Well, okay, but it was Antifa, too. So well, and that's l- l- the unreported do, piece of the story. Yeah. And I would like to do a little bit of a recap on that. And, um, uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is I, I read this um, good analysis on this, and um, I think this is true. And I, I trend, it was written by uh, someone that uh, I'm connected with on Twitter, uh, turns out this person has a Chinese account, writes everything in Chinese, but you could do basically a translation. And my translation of what they wrote was the original Trump plan was to show evidence in Congress. The Democrats arranged for Antifa and Black Lives Matter to pretend to be Trump supporters to break into Congress. The GOP congressman ran away and prevented the truth from being exposed caused riots, then blamed Trump supporters. So if you listen to the media, uh, basically the media spins it in such a way that 
it was Trump that yeah, it was uh, Liz Cheney, um, a real dirtbag of a woman. Uh, Liz Cheney comes out and she basically uh, on, on air uh, on a television show. She had the nerve to say that uh, President Trump, you know, uh, recruited uh, people and incited violence. Uh, basically, he he brought them into D.C. and then he pushed he pushed them to create violence. Well, we have several people we know that were right there, boots on the ground. Uh, and you were in D.C. for a little bit. Yeah, right? uh, well, well and, yeah. the people, the boots on the ground that I'm, that I'm in contact because with. Because you had to do some work in D.C. I had to do some work in D.C. Uh, so the boots on the ground d- d- did not see the violence. And they saw peaceful patriots. And they have a, a, a fond recollection of President Trump's speech. Now, right. the people I saw, and we were, and that was several blocks away Dunkin from the Donuts. area. Yeah, there, it was around the, you know, around the Farragut West area. We're all pe- and I saw people twice. Friendly. Friendly. I saw them when I first got in, and I saw them when I went out in the middle of the day to try to find something to eat. And everybody was friendly and happy, uh, and and it was uh, and it was clear that they were patriots because they were carrying all the insignia. There was there was no violence. There was no hatefulness going on. So I again, we have to just make sure that we don't lose sight. Um, of the right of people to peacefully protest injustices. And as I've said before, not conflate that with people who feel entitled to take things into their hands and act in a violent manner. Right. So people were happy. They were friendly. Yeah. They were patriotic. And, you know, that's, that's the only thing that Trump has ever incited was love of country. Right. That's the only thing Trump has incited. And, and uh, I completely agree with that. Yeah, that he has incited love of country. That's it. Guilty. Guilty as charged. So now you have this situation where you have Antifa showing up. Now there's all kinds of signs. And I got fact-checked and uh, uh, censored on social media uh, for broadcasting this, uh, you know, outing basically this guy uh, there's a, he has a name and everything, um, but you know that's actually not even important. What is important, though, is uh, that he is an actor, and you know uh, our friends over at the Matrix in the Matrix, um, Jeff Peterson uh, is uh, posted a photo of him with this guy who was basically trying to infiltrate the Q community, because in another photo. The guy was in Arizona, and he was doing the same thing, wearing the same exact pants, no shirt on, loves his body, loves his tattoos, and uh, he's a paid he's a paid actor, and he's from Arizona, and he travels all over the country, and he goes to climate change rallies. Now, climate change is not a Trump rally. That's not a MAGA rally. That's not a Q rally. That's a uh, that's a liberal rally. And then there's uh, another guy uh, from the Philadelphia chapter of the Antifa. And he was also standing in the Capitol building. And then, of course, we got this Ashley, um, Ashley ba- um, Ballin. And um, she was murdered by the, the police. The two standards of justice, too. So when you had people storming the, the uh, Supreme Court and you had... Um, you know, people st- storming the Supreme Court uh, for Kavanaugh. 
or they were storming, um, you know, uh, they were burning down the St. John's Church. Uh, remember that? When yeah. they were burning yeah. that church down? And they were spitting in cops' faces. The cops stood down. They didn't do anything. Nobody got killed. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got arrested. But when it's a MAGA person, you get shot and you get killed by the Capitol Police. They murdered four people yesterday. Four people were murdered because they breached the security of the Capitol building. Now, and, and just for point of clarification, her last name is Babbitt. Babbitt. Ashley, Ashley a, Babbitt. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt. Okay. And she was a 14-year veteran of the Air Force. She was a true patriot. There's several videos of her talking about uh, the rights and wrongs of politics and Chuck Schumer and what he's doing. And she's a real activist. Now, you know, I'm not condoning that she, you know, walked in. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that was a good thing to do. I'm, I'm not saying it at all. But there's video footage, and we could take a listen to it really quick here. And you can hear uh, pounding on a window. And you could hear in the crowd uh, the patriots with MAGA hats on saying, Antifa, Antifa, Antifa. And that's Antifa. And basically it was Antifa trying to break into the Capitol. And uh, what, what the libtards out there seem to think and what the mainstream media is telling them and the Kool-Aid that they're selling and the Kool-Aid that our liberal friends drink every day and they get misguided information. Well, this is actually real footage of real people saying it in real time. That's Antifa. That's Antifa. That's Antifa. And you hear them banging on the window trying to break in. And this is on the Capitol building. And a guy with a red hat, MAGA hat, takes the um, weapon out of the guy's hand and tackles him. Because, and then they cheered because they saved the building from being breached. Okay, so let's take a listen. Uh, let's see. Okay. So they were cheering when they got the guy down mm-hmm. and stopped him from trying to break the window. Okay, so and they were also saying he's Antifa, he's not with us. Yeah. And so I don't know how you can get any more clear than that, but yet Judy Woodworth reporting on PBS NewsHour and a bunch of other libtards like her that put out disinformation and misinformation every single day had the nerve to basically write up a uh, post. And it was pretty pretty ridiculous, really, when you think about it. Um, the way they uh, did her footage, they basically uh, made up a whole bunch of lies. And it says this. Watch pro-Trump mobs storm Capitol ba- backing unfounded election fraud claims. Now, this is what this doofus woman, Judy Woodruff, has to say. She has a headline on her show, PBS NewsHour. Watch, it says, because it's a video. Pro-Trump mobs storm Capitol backing unfounded election fraud claims. That's Judy Woodruff. Now, what a liar that is. 
Because you just heard what actually happened with actual footage. If these so-called journalists would do their job, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have today. Because the way it worked out is that this was a disinformation, false flag kind of deal where Antifa was was scheduled to be there. There There's several uh, documents that say... They were to show up, wear red hats, put them on backwards maybe to, to indicate who it is, but to wear three percenter uh, 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 logans, mm-hmm. slogans and logos and to uh, you know do a whole host of things like that. So they were supposed to act like they were MAGA people, but they were really Antifa people and they were going to try to then make the MAGA people look bad. Now, Leonora was in D.C. and she saw for her, with her own eyes happiness and cheering and there's several other reports that we're going to play where people said what i saw was peace people standing around singing songs and then antifa showed up and that was eyewitness accounts everywhere you turn and i wrote a response to judy woodruff and i said defund pbs because we pay a, a supplement for that that uh network as taxpayers I can remember when Judy Woodruff, PBS NewsHour, referred to Marxist mobs who were tearing down statues, burning buildings to the ground, attacking police with baseball bats, and shooting MAGA supporters dead in the streets as peaceful protesters. That's what she referred to them as. Yet here she is refers to pro-Trump mob storm capital backing unfounded election fraud. Tell me that's not media bias and that's not misinformation and disinformation. Well, I think a key piece is that we keep hearing two things. We keep hearing that um, unfounded election fraud. And and there's been all types of documentation that there has been election fraud. Okay. And the other thing is to just collectively say pro-Trump mob. You, you know, when there is not um, yeah. a clear delineation of what went into that so, people grouping. And you know what? It's not just about media uh, uh, disinformation and misinformation that our liberal friends tend to idolize. And uh, I think it's just ridiculous that they don't open their eyes to, to uh, the truth. But you know what? Even when the truth is there right for you to see. Uh, then don't 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 even blink an eye because big tech will be right there for you to censor you. And that so was a pres- problem before yesterday. The president the president put out this particular tweet after, by the way, uh, quid pro Joe, um, you know China Joe, comes out with a statement saying President Trump ought to do something, you know, right? And uh, meanwhile, if you go to antifa.com, guess what it does. It goes to JoeBiden.com. It still, still does that. It yeah. still does that. He did it the whole campaign. So here's one of the most violent terrorist groups on the planet. Antifa basically controls Portland and Seattle. And they shoot people in the streets. They literally shot them dead over the summer. And Black Lives Matter Marxist groups, all financed by foreign donations, mainly from China and out of the China embassy in Houston that was shut down. And these monsters, these Marxists, these Black Lives Matter and Antifa groups that are financed, well, 
One is routing their, all their traffic to Joe Biden's website. And the other, when you click the donate button, goes to Act Blue, which actually finances the Joe Biden campaign. Now, these are the two most violent groups because last I checked, Ashley Babbitt, she's not getting the George Floyd treatment, is she? Mm. No, no, George Floyd, you know, a porn star and uh, a crackhead uh, got three or 15 funerals. I can't remember what it was over the summer, you know, because they were trying to divide America and exploit race baiting to its finest art and uh, all of that. And... Um, and so you get this disinformation. And do you think that Twitter's going to, you know, um, when, up until yesterday, uh, Joe Biden was not president-elect officially. So to say that he was president-elect is a lie. But do you think that they censored that? No, they didn't. Well, check this out. So right after Biden said that, and Biden probably knew that President Trump was going to make this announcement, uh, Donald Trump said this. What's the harm in this? We had an election. Pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. So that got censored to where you couldn't like it. You Which couldn't comment to it. ridiculous because this and basically served is, as the president's statement. And the only thing you could do is quote a retweet. That was it. Unbelievable that uh, Big Tech uh, Twitter is doing that. And Big Tech Twitter shut down all of Lynn Wood's accounts, his uh, Lynn Wood account and his Fight Back account, right? Yeah. Which, uh, again, you know, it's just what what is going on in America where we can't get Section 230 repealed, right? Yeah. Or we can't get some of these things done right. We can't get an FBI that's not corrupt, or we can't get an intelligence community that's not corrupt. We can't have one standard of justice. It's got to be two standards of justice. It's talk about dividing America, right? And the party right now that's leaning in charge, the one that may have gotten their hands on the Senate uh, steering wheel and the Nancy Pelosi control of the House, the Chuck Schumer control of the Senate and still potentially Joe Biden as a president. I still can't get my head around that. I still can't get my head around that either. The one saving grace to all of that is Joe Manchin's on record as doubling down on saying he would never, ever support packing the court or the Senate. 
That being said, um, it took really uh, some brass, in my opinion. But Kelly Loeffler stepped up on the floor after two days ago when President Trump came down to help her get reelected. Said, and guess what, Georgia? I'm going to object. And then next thing you know, she says, when I flew in today, I realized I can't object. And I'm like, what the heck is that about? Well, you can't object because, I mean, you just said, uh, because you lost and you no longer need the president. That's what it comes down to. No, but it's just unbelievable, right? And so they were trying to, um, yeah, the crisis actor, by the way, is this guy named Jake Angeli. Angeli. And um, there's a picture of him with in the Matrix. There's a picture of him with his acting page. There's a picture of him in the Capitol building. And there's also a picture of him at a very liberal uh, climate rally. So, yeah, I don't know. The guy gets around, right? Yeah. He's an actor. And uh, that's what he does. Let's take a listen to uh, this eyewitness account on the uh, uh, talking about the buses that came in from Antifa. Four Antifa summit and one mark. Oh, by the way, don't mind me, but these are just eyewitness accounts. You know, eyewitness accounts versus what Judy Woodruff was putting out. Sitting up on summit and one marked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs. There's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted four Antifa shuttle buses right here front center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Watch. There's the that guy. He had his lights on. They were coming. And then there's the ones up front, too. They escorted, and each one of those buses are labeled. They're all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. Freaking brought damn Antifa here. They escorted them here. You got to be lights flashing. You got to be effing kidding me. Lights flashing. Patriots, are you guys watching this? You guys share this video, please. You got to be kidding me. On video. I watched him do it. Hell no, bro. So there you have it, right? The guy, and he's showing a video of the video he took with the video taker of that particular situation meanwhile uh you got uh people getting shot up in the capitol building they shouldn't have been in there but they were there and you know uh under uh uh summer the, the rules of the summer if you're antifa you can burn the building down and literally not even get a slap on the wrist you can literally hit a cop over the head with a crowbar and get away with it and that's what happens in Portland and Seattle all the time with Antifa. Yet, there are some morons that actually think Antifa is a myth. I'm not going to name any names, but I think it's absolutely stunning and ridiculous 
that we run into people like that all the time with sheer stupidity. And we've just proven to you with several different audio and video clips that Antifa infiltrated. That's good proof, right? That's boots on the ground, video surveillance, just like the video surveillance in Georgia. The one where we saw people putting the same ballots in the machine over and over again. And they did it when there was no one watching except for a hidden camera. And they did it after they asked Republicans to leave. And so here we are with this. I want to get one more uh, clip. I want to get one more clip. And here's one thing I wrote in response to um, the plan. So I wrote, the original Trump plan was to show evidence in Congress the Democrats arranged for Antifa, Black Lives Matter, to pretend to be Trump supporters, to break into Congress. GOP congressmen and Democrat congressmen ran away. They hid like cowards. And they prevented the truth from being exposed, caused riots, then blamed Trump supporters for what they did. Now, the Chinese translation of this was this. The ins and outs are that the original plan on Trump's side today was to show evidence in Congress. The Democratic Party arranged for Antifa Black Lives Matter to pretend to be Trump supporters to break into Congress. And these congressmen ran away. All this prevented the truth from being exposed in Congress, but instead caused riots by setting the blame on Trump's supporters. So it was about uh, preventing the truth, which was exactly what... what has been done for the last four years. Uh, Trump has been prevented from declassifying. He's been, uh, they have manufactured the Russian hoax. They came up with the impeachment card. And that's why I think it's really kind of uh, miserable and it's telling that Pence didn't do more. He could have acknowledged the second slate of electors and he chose not to. He, He had the authority to do that. And he chose not to. And I want to remind everybody one thing, okay? I want to remind somebody, everybody one thing. And that is, if you go through an unprecedented uh, all-day event where it's hotly contested in America, where half of America believes that there was fraud, and you go through the entire day, and you're Mike Pence, and you don't get one Objection from the left. I saw a vote last night uh, based on Arizona. They were voting, right, in the House. And the House was sort of like, I don't know what they were, like 218, something like that, to zero. And you know what the Republicans were? They were like, they were like 118 and 57 or something. You know, the count wasn't over. But when I looked at it, I'm like, Okay, so you got like 120 votes to support the uh, objection. But you get like 57 votes that were against the objection. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world can that be? How can we have a party where half of, a, half of the party is spineless? Rhinos. That are basically, it's, it's, you know, you hear that term, Leonora, called the unibody, right? Mm-hmm. Uni, unibody is one party. You know, uni party. Yeah. 
Yeah, one party. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but again, people have talked even before yesterday about the possibility of a viable third party. Well, and that's it. So that's where we're going to go uh, next, actually. But I want to, um, I want to um, play this one clip, and then I'm going to read a Rudy Giuliani uh, link, and then I'm going to play another clip from Jim Jordan. Um, so I want to play this right here. This woman makes a very compelling uh, case. Let's listen. I don't know what's going on inside the Capitol. Okay, so I just basically left the Capitol. I'm still like outside it, but um, I don't know what's going on inside the Capitol. I want to preface this with that. I have no idea what's going on inside the Capitol. I've heard bits and pieces, but you have to understand that most of the people here aren't really doing anything. They're standing around. I don't think, I think if, if there has been violence, that's a very small minority of the overall percentage here. In fact, I've seen people that have told people to stop, don't go in the building, don't smash the windows, stuff like that. Most people, the vast, vast, vast majority are being safe. They're being courteous to each other. They're taking care of each other. They're chanting, they're chanting USA. They're chanting our house. Like for most people here, it's really, it's fine. And I don't condone violence in any way, shape, or form on either side, but I suspect that there is a much bigger picture to this that is not being told right now in the media that they're not going to report. Uh, and I'm going to do my best to put some thoughts together around it and at least do, like, I'm just, like, one little small person, but, like, I'll put my thoughts together and put it out there because I... <laughs> There's a lot of good that's happened here today. And, um... That's not, I'm not saying the violence is good. I'm not saying whatever happened inside is good. Again, I don't know. I can't really get the news right now. There's basically no signal. I can barely post up. But there's something compelling about this. I'm going to give this some thought. But I just wanted to present that side of the story because I suspect it's not what's being presented. Interesting. You know, you know, my comment about that is it's, you know, when you hear the juxtaposition of all the violent sound, sounds behind her and also the crowd sounds, and she says something good has happened, and I, I need to think about this a little bit more. It just reminds us that there was so much good that that President Trump accomplished, you know, what, what he did to the economy, what he did um, uh, with Middle East peace, what he did for um, social justice, what he did on the pharmaceutical front, all of these things are going to be a hopefully it's just temporarily overshadowed by this terrible day and i think that's the, the you know the, the tragedy of this is you, you you're suddenly whitewashing all of these accomplishments because of one tragic day let's listen to what liz cheney had to say not that we care but uh it, it's it's worth because the next uh section of this show today is we're going to talk about steps forward uh, with what we're going to do with these losers in the GOP party and what we should do, what we can do, and we're going to fight back. And our fight is not just with the DNC. It's with the GOP. And we're going to have to do some very, very historic things. So let's just take a listen to Liz Cheney, the biggest loser in Washington right now. important is um, to, to just recognize we, we just had a violent mob assault the U.S. Capitol uh, in an attempt to prevent us from carrying out our constitutional duty. Uh, and, and there's no question that the president formed the mob, the president incited the mob, the president addressed the mob, he lit the flame. Uh, and uh, this is this is what America is not. Uh, there's just been uh, you know, absolutely intolerable and unacceptable 
uh, and, and, and the, the, uh, the mob will not prevail. So Kelly Loeffler also, you know, we told you uh, she did the thing where she, she two days ago when she was looking at Trump's support uh, said, I'll object. Then on the floor, she said she won't object. Um, and then uh, Lindsey Graham uh, was fighting for his political life and got the support of President Trump. And he gave President Trump nothing. He said, count me out. Count me out, he said. What a what a just unbelievable set of swine, right? These swine people are just unbelievable, unbelievable losers. Like I've never met losers like this. I said, scumbag Lindsey Graham, I posted. All I can say is count me out. Enough is enough. So this is Lindsey Graham back on the gravy train. You know, Washington is back and back for business. They're back in business right now. K Street's going to light up like a Christmas tree. And and China Joe is going to sell out to China. And China's going to gobble up all that cheap property that they've uh, uh, been so instrumental in devastating. You know, where people have left New York and, and left all these big cities and, and, and uh, basically, in essence, caused you know, million-dollar million properties to be devalued, you know, because no one want, no one's moving back to New York. I don't think they can. I, I, just, I just think that New York allowed themselves to be a victim of their own Kool-Aid drinking and radical uh, ideologies that, you know, they don't have a Giuliani there to pull them up out of the depths of 9-11. They, they have de Blasio who basically shuts down Times Square on New Year's Eve and then waltzes in and dances with his wife, who actually received a billion dollars of New York taxpayer money to run an organization called Thrive NYC that was supposed to help mentally ill people who were displaced from their homes on the streets and help them get back on their feet. Well, New York has only gotten worse, despite the billion dollars. Uh, these people have never run a business that wasn't financed by taxpayers. And so I'm just so sick and tired of this. What we needed and what we need and what we had and what we ha- still have, really, is a businessman leading our country. Because no matter how you slice it and no matter how you dice it, President Trump is going to be a figure and a force to be reckoned with for quite a long time and could could potentially do more good for our country outside of the Oval Office than he can inside the Oval Office. And I'm going to read to you his final uh, words here as well. And and, uh, what he said was this. He said... Um, well, let's see. I got to find it, but um, basically, <clears throat> it was probably pulled. Actually, um, yeah. Well, I'll get to it. Uh, basically, he he made a statement. President Trump made a statement, and um, it was sort of um, pulled. He can't post it, right? So it's not on his 
Twitter. I've got it. Are you talking about the one that uh, that Dance Gavino posted? Yes. I could read Please, it. Please, yeah. Okay, so it says, even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election and the facts bear me out, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. I have always said that we would continue our fight to ensure that only legal votes were counted. While this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history it's only the beginning of our fight to make america great again so that was posted by dan scavino because president trump couldn't post it and you know who else got banned uh uh, rudy giuliani uh you couldn't like or retweet this one or run a comment to this one he said and this is all he said he said Our cause is to obtain an honest vote and to end voter fraud before it becomes a permanent tactic of the enabled and media-protected Democratic Party. Um, Violence is rejected, condemned, and counterproductive. Antifa involvement is no excuse. It contradicts our values. So the top part of that is our cause is to obtain an honest vote and to end voter fraud before it becomes a permanent tactic of the enabled and media-protected Democrat Party. Now, to your point with what President Trump wrote, he didn't say who he's going to transfer the power to. No. There was a couple of little caveats there where he left it open-ended. And the other part is there will be a peaceful transition. It still could be him. And then you say, oh, Scott, give that up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, give it up already, right? No, I'm not. I never give up, and I'm not going to give up. And no matter what happens, the fight is. I'm still in the ring. I'm still in the ring, and so when I get in the ring, I throw punches. Right? I get in the ring and I fight. Mm-hmm. The fight's not over until January twentieth, and even beyond that. The fight's still not over. The fight is never over because we always have a future in our country. No, but Regardless who occupies the White House, the I'm, fight is never over. I'm talking over. about this particular battle because yeah. there's a couple of things I know for a fact. I know that voter fraud happened. Okay, that's, that's fact one. Fact two, I know that Joe Biden is one of the most corrupt politicians to ever walk the halls of Congress. I know this for a fact. And I have all kinds of proof. If anybody wants to doubt me, they can write me and I'll prove it. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, is that those two facts exist. And as long as they exist, so long as they exist, and he is a relevant threat to our republic, then, gosh darn it, you know, I'm going to fight back, Right? That's what I do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm never going to give up on that fight. And so that is where the fight is right now. Now, we have said on this show that even if the sixth comes and goes, and suppose Biden becomes president-elect Trump after the sixth. We've said this earlier. We said this weeks ago. It said it could happen. You know what you said? You said president-elect Trump. I think that was a Freudian slip. No, it's probably the could be the truth. <laughs> you said you said if Biden okay. becomes president elect Trump. Yeah, that could never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Those are shoes that Biden would never fill. All right. Um, but here's the thing. So even if Biden were to become a president elect, and we said this weeks and weeks ago, yeah. and we've consistent consistently said it, 
It could happen. And I remember giving an assessment. I said um, Pacanine was at around 85%. I said, I'm about 40%. And um, Pat's a buddy of ours um, from the sh- friend of the show. Um, but um, in any case, I was always about 40%. Um, and I, you know, I, I still close to that um, because a lot of things can happen. There's one caveat. There's two caveats. One is that they can find crime, like legitimate crime Mm -hmm. that you can get an arrest and an indictment. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of this because, you know, we were talking about that audio clip from Italy and we were talking about uh, some other things, the uh, uh, widespread voter fraud. We were talking about a court case in California that Paul was talking about, Paul Preston, and about 55 electoral votes being, being pulled there. And you could say, okay, well, um, one of the things that could happen is you still have uh, two weeks. And in two weeks, within that two-week period, if you find a crime had been committed and you got the evidence, you know, you got the ironclad evidence, then at, at some point, the Supreme Court weighs in and disqualifies the person. So if Biden were found guilty of a violation of crime, like if, if the um, Secretary of State and the governor committed the crime in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf and Secretary of State, it might not be Biden's fault and Biden will get away with it. But you'd have to question then and reverse that order of certificates. But the other part is if they got Biden in on the crime, he gets disqualified. And in, in, if that happens before the 20th, it goes to the challenger, which would be Trump. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's one thing. We're going to go ahead and take uh, Julie real quick. Julie, you're on the air. Good morning. I, I think that all we can do is have our faith in God at this point. We've had our churches closed. We've had our businesses shut down. We have had our freedom of speech taken away and if if this is what is supposed to happen to our country we no longer have a country and if this is what they wish so be it we have to have our faith in god and we have to just hope for the best because there's no longer anything that we ever thought could be could be so i'm sorry i don't mean to be so fatalistic I apologize. But one good thing is, Scott and Leonora, you, you, with what you participated in, we have prevented the property values in New York from going down to lowest levels because I had scouts out and there are no drops in real estate. So you did something. And don't for one second think that your show doesn't make a difference. It does. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you, Julie. We really appreciate that. No, because you know it was risky what we did and what I said and what you said, but we we did something. So let's just be proud on that because we prevented something because all the hounds were out there looking, and I set them up. And look what we did. We did this, uh, me, this little small person, and you, this big person. And you did a great thing. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. And we just uh, had a listener say our call lines are busy. You may want to try back again. Um, But uh, thank you, Julie. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
Take care. All right. Take care. Take care. We just have to have faith in God at this point. Oh, and we do. Yes. Well, they always All they right. always say if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. You know, um, I wrote a response to what Giuliani wrote. Again, our cause is to obtain an honest vote and to end voter fraud before it becomes a permanent tactic of the enabled and media-protected Democrat Party. And uh, one of the things I said to that was, and the fight for election integrity, ending Section 230 that protects big tech censorship, abolishing Dominion machines from elections, and investigating our rigged justice system, corrupt FBI, intelligence community, and military-industrial complex continues. Never forget they work for us. And we're going to go ahead and take John. Uh, he was calling in at a proper time this time. John, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Hey, John. Hi, Scott Leonor. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I hadn't called in a little while in part because I was fatalistic about what would happen yesterday. I didn't think there was any practical point in it, but I thought there was a, a, um, there was, it was a benefit in terms of showing support for President Trump. Uh, not that I thought it would accomplish anything. Uh, what I saw, from what I saw, I tried to ignore it because I, I didn't see it as having any practical effect. But as I saw the videos or the, uh, the pictures, it struck me as something almost like the final scene out of Animal House, more than any violent mob. And if you look at the scenes, I mean, there's guys just lounging in Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's chair, some guy getting up there like a member of the village people. Yeah, obviously it's inappropriate and wrong, uh, and we shouldn't uh, have that. But this is the scene they're categorizing as so horrible. I didn't see a lot, from what I can tell, a lot of confrontation of authorities the way there was all summer long throughout the country in Antifa and Black Lives Matter rallies. Those were pure thuggery rallies. This Obviously, this was this was a peaceful protest for the most part. I agree, and I, I have agree. a feeling when they do look at these. Well, yeah, and I look at it. I, you know, when they get, they said, "Let's get the identities of these people." My suspicion is there are going to be a lot of Black Lives Matter or Antifa people, more the Antifa people, because the Antifa people are more the subterfuge types. The Black Lives Matter is more about pure thuggery and just bullies. But I suspect there will be some Antifa there, so you do want to find them out. That will be on page six not on page one. This will be on page one because it's good to use the club against President Trump. You're right. I mean, that's exactly right. It's, I, it's biased yeah, reporting. It's totally biased. And, and, and it's, you know, when you listen to Liz Cheney, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> no, it's, I was just going to say, and it's got to stop, and, and it is. I mean, the media, I, I don't even look at the media as uh, the, the biggest challenge. Um, because I think that One America News and some things that Red State has in the works uh, with maybe Pluto TV and some other things um, and uh, what we're doing with our new YouTube channel and and a lot of other things. But there's Newsmax, One America News, Blaze TV, uh, America's Voice, uh, The First. All of these channels are starting to pop up. And what's, what's really happening, NTD, uh, which is part of Epoch, Epoch Times, uh, is another formidable uh, challenger to Fox News. And Fox, you know, they've ruined themselves completely. Um, over the last 90 days, I'd say, they have done just a horrible, horrible 
job or you know basically they've attacked america and they've betrayed the trust of their viewership and listenership so the point is is that i i know that they're going to be replaced and they're going to be the dinosaur of old and um but you know i i need i need to uh to focus in the future on repealing section 230 and getting our congressional leaders to do the right thing with regard to censorship in in big tech absolutely well the move from news programs uh, off terrestrial tv to internet stations yes will hasten fox's demise this was of course in part planned by the murdoch boys uh the sons are very liberal and they have very liberal wives as i mentioned to you a couple weeks ago two days after the election one of the uh Murdoch boys' wives uh, tweeted, quote, we did it, end quote. Uh, I'm sure she wasn't uh, censored by Twitter, but she tweeted, uh, we did it two days later. And, you know, it's just emblematic or uh, uh, emblematic of how they really uh, think about their viewers. So this, I think, is in part planned. I, I suspect it comes from the top. They're trying to sort of tack to the center as a way of expressing their disdain for their own viewers. Of course, that's going to cost them viewership and probably going to kill the golden goose in the end so i I agree with i do think the media is a huge part of it there's been so much there's been a marxist infiltration of the media but this is and we talked about this before as well antonio gramsci 1919 communist in in uh, italy stating we must make a march through the institutions uh, schools academia media churches and they have that's exactly what's happened and I think it's been incredibly devastating. And let's not, look, let's not, I'm not going to mince words. The Immigration Reform Act of 1965 has done enormous damage. I mean, liberals don't tend to replace themselves uh, in terms of childbearing. So one of the ways they replace their voters is by bringing in new gr- groups of rogue voters that they can radicalize and create a shock troops against the native population, which is exactly what's happened since 1965 since that legislation was passed, and that's another thing we're up against. But, you know, if you, you talked about Liz Cheney, if I may sort of switch to her, she was one of the people who initially in the first week or two castigated the president for even challenging uh, the results, if you remember. And oh, in the first uh, week yeah. or two, yeah. she is bad news to begin with. She, she's been and bad she's, news, yeah. She better watch her backside because she's in a state where she's got high visibility and she's the only congressman in Wyoming. It's a very conservative state. She's eminently beatable. Well, you know what? Here's here's my thing. I've said it very clearly. I'm, I'm never voting GOP or DNC. I've never voted DNC in my life, but I've always voted GOP. I, I am no longer part of that party. I've, I'm done with them. And if you're not a candidate, if you're a candidate and you put on that red hat and you say, I support the MAGA agenda, and you put that red hat on, that's my candidate, okay? Because I'm going to uh, only support America first, make America great again, uh, Trump-principled uh, candidates. And I guarantee you, just like what Trump did with the, the buildings that he owns, because he used to build buildings, but then he got into the business of actually branding buildings. You understand what I mean? Yeah. yeah so... Yeah. So basically, yeah. I think Trump is going to be a master of this. And I think what he's going to end up pulling off is a branding of, 
of, of pl- politicians. Uh, and uh, I don't think that the GOP deserves any of that money. I think there's going to be it, its own political action committee, its own funding, its own party. And you're going to see people leaving the GOP to get onto that plank. So GOP is going to be the third party. And I think that the tr- new, new MAGA party is going to be the party of choice in America. And it's going to be branded by Trump. And Trump's endorsements are going to have a lot of weight going down in the future. And that red, that, that, that red hat is going to live on, by the way. That red hat, the MAGA hat, is going to be symbolic yeah. of what it is that we want as leadership. Well, I, I'd say that's viable in parties with runoff elections. If you're not in a state with runoff elections or jungle primaries, so to speak, that may not work because then you're just giving, I would suspect you're giving the election to the Democrats. I'm discussed with the GOP, and so I don't know, you know, I may not vote in all elections anymore in the sense that, you know, maybe the country needs to hit rock bottom. I hate to say that, but um, before anything happens, and maybe it's irredeemable at this point. Um, my, my own suspicion is the future is Brazil 2.0 uh, for any number of reasons. Better than Brazil, but a shadow of our former self. Mm-hmm. That being said, if in a city, a state with a, uh, a jungle primary like California or runoff elections, uh, well, such as Georgia, that strategy could work. Where it's not such a thing, and basically you just have the guy with the highest number of votes win, I probably would not pursue I'm that. Not, but I I'm think not, you can still, though, get... Yeah, I'm not talking about a third way, party. You know, I'm not talking about a third party. I'm talking about a party that replaces the party. And the way you do that... Oh, I see, you, yes. I'm talk, I'm, I, yeah, I realize that. You know, I get that. that. You don't want to split that conservative value in half and hand everything to the DNC. Right? I get that. Um, but there's a way to do this where you can basically... Uh, Coerce. I mean, basically, the GOP would have to get down on their knees and kiss the brass ring of Donald Trump and basically say these candidates, every candidate needs to be. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll speak for myself. I'm only going to support candidates that actually have the have the nerve to put on a red hat and stand up on this stump and campaign based on what we know that red hat represents and America first values represent. Uh, John, thank you so much for calling in. And I know I talked a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but uh, thank you for calling in today. Bye. Take care, John. Have All a nice right. Day. Well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Bye. That brings us to the end of our show. And uh, I do see Reba was um, calling in today as well. But uh, we're, out of, we're plumb out of time. Um, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for our podcasts. And... Um, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corvetto. And we'll see you all next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. I'm from a small town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.